0: It's noon somewhere out in the Atlantic, but it's 1 a.m. No, 1 p.m. here in Ventnor City, New Jersey and somewhere in New Hampshire. And this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Wednesday, January 17th, with your host, me, freezing my butt off, Ray, and my, uh, my good-looking son, Zach. How are you today, handsome?
1: I am doing well, Pops. Thank you, everyone, for waiting with us. I know we are an hour late, but let's jump things off right here, Dad.
0: Used car buyers are screwed, and there's a couple reasons why. Let's run through them. How's that sound? Uh, Sounds good to me because I couldn't wait to find out how and why they were. Well, they've been screwed for centuries.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let me give you more details on what's going on now. First things first, Dad. It is more expensive to finance a used car today than it was in the past. We're going to talk about that. Second thing, getting an approval for that financing has become more difficult today than it was in the past. Third thing, dealers are experiencing plummeting wholesale used car prices. However, retail used car prices are not keeping up yet. You got to imagine that there are a lot of dealers out there banking on betting that used car prices will reverb and come back up. That might not happen, and that could change the headline from the stream from used car buyers are screwed to it's a buyer's market. Go take advantage in a couple of weeks, quite frankly. But the credit issues, Dad, those are going to perpetuate themselves for the foreseeable future. Auto loans. Whoops. I lost you there. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. You there You're pops? To, yeah, I'm here. You're frozen as far as I'm concerned. There you are. You're back. You're back, baby. Sorry. Sorry. My turn to have Wi-Fi issues. Auto loan rejection rates are at a record high. Let's start there. It means it's more difficult to get your auto loan approved. Um, yeah, it is. And 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 it is for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, banks got goofy three years ago, and they were, you know, the old, if you could fog a mirror, you were approved for a loan. And you weren't just approved for a loan. You were approved for a loan at, at 140, 150, 160, up to 175% of the, of the vehicle's value. And, well, that was insanity because – all those people that well took advantage of being able to fog that mirror and and bought a car at a ridiculously high price, didn't put any real money down and financed one hundred and sixty percent of the value. they are so buried in their vehicles and and the banks are seeing increased repos that well they're they're cutting back on how they're uh, looking at approving car loans today. Hence the headline under my no, name, no, we said no, and we mean no. We meant no? No, either way, uh, we meant no. You're not getting the proof for this car loan without some type of major participation from the customer. And what I mean by participation is cash or trade equity down. And Trade equity is hard to come by. There you go, Pops. The rejection rate for auto loans
1: is 11% this year, which is the highest level since the Federal Reserve Bank of New York began tracking. In 2013, rejections are more than double last year's rate of 5.2%. So to your point, the only way to get an approval is, yeah, more money down. Money down comes from cash or it comes from trade equity. Trade equity has gone out the window because wholesale prices have plummeted. That takes you to step number two, Dad, of this, yes. unfortunately, why used car buyers are screwed right now. Again, this is a very fluid market. Could change could change in like two or three weeks, to be very real here. That the other factor in this is when you do get that loan approval, what do you think? Survey says, what's the APR on the average used car loan right now?
0: Average used car loan today must be what, about 13%, 14%? I'm, I'm guessing. 14.07%. I mean, pretty good guess. You know, I, the, the only time my guesses come true or for stuff like this, when I guess the lottery numbers, it never works out. I don't understand.
1: So you do get approved, right? Congrats. And yeah. you got 14% interest rate on a used car that, quite frankly, Dad, we still see it. Many dealers are holding out hope that their used car prices don't need to go lower when, in reality, they do. Because, you know, wholesale prices have... have Wholesale prices have crashed. Used uh,
0: Retail prices have corrected. But I think that you're going to see a consummate decline on retail eventually. Um, I, I think we've got another couple weeks, two to three weeks, uh, maybe four weeks, where uh, we should see negotiability uh, remain at a relatively high level on, on retail used car pricing. And then um, tax season kicks in. And when tax season kicks in, um uh, historically, we start to see wholesale values go back up, which means retail values could go back up um, or not decline at all. Uh, and, and that should remain probably through um, the end of April. So I, I I think, you know, a lot of people, if you're interested in a used car, and it has been a very frigid winter so far, Um because of that, you you might be able to find yourself a decent deal or greater negotiability for the next three to four weeks. After that, I'm I'm telling you, I I think all bets are off. Um, you know, I think we'll return to somewhat normal seasonality. Where because of tax time, we'll see retail prices go up. We'll see uh, wholesale values make somewhat of a uh, of a rebound. Um, we're still seeing them go down. Um. You know, but more at, at more normal levels than what we've seen over the last eight eight weeks or so. So you can see things actually turning around just a little bit, or at least like
1: uh,
0: uh, flatlining in terms of depreciation. Um. I think the – you know I had a conversation with Justin on our team earlier today because he's going to put together an article about where we think. Um, values are going to go on pre-owned cars. I, I think the one thing I can assure people is that the value of your trade is worth more today than it will be tomorrow. I believe used car managers are looking at what auction results have been over the last two months, and they're scared because they know stuff that they bought two months ago isn't worth anywhere near what they paid for two months ago. They might not have changed their retail pricing strategy to any great degree, but they've changed their wholesale and appraisal strategy. And that strategy is we've got to prepare for for wholesale values to continue to decline, whether they will or they won't. And and honestly, I think by mid-February, they won't. Um, the, the used car managers, however, are going to take the approach that, I need to really be on the money when it comes to this trade-in. So the amount they offer today is going to be considerably less than what they would have offered three, four weeks ago, and it will be considerably higher than what they will offer two, three weeks in the future. So I I just think we're going – the public is going to take it in the short – when it comes to the value of you know, their of their trade ins right now, um, I, I I think most used car managers are going to be very conservative with the uh, with the amount of money that the ACV act the actual cash value they place on a pre owned car at the moment. So that ties nice into we talked a little bit about um, getting an approval is
1: harder. I mean, look at the data; twice as hard five point two percent to eleven percent auto loan rejection rate. So it's yes. twice as hard to get approved. For an auto loan another uh, index that we look at that measures auto credit availability is from cox automotive this one says auto credit availability worsened again in december access to auto credit declined in december as credit tightened across most channels and across all lender types according to dealer track auto credit availability index the reason i'm bringing that up that is because to your point one way to get an approval is to put more money down and you've always said this is a line you said for years now that, that has stuck with me. When you know someone says, well, should I put $1,000 down, $2,000 down, $3,000 down? Your line that I've heard you say is you want to give them 1,000, 2,000, or 3,000 reasons to say yes, right? Yes. And compare that with what you were just describing, which is the negative equity tsunami. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's a recipe for challenge. I'm not going to say disaster, but a recipe for challenge to get metal moving again especially if you have a lot of dealers holding out hope that used car prices are going to go back up. So they're still kind of you know, marketing and, and and not really marking down their used car inventory as much as they could or should.
0: Consumer participation um, is going to be paramount to getting a loan. And especially for the consumers that come in that that bought a car three years ago that want to get a new car today, and they are – What we we saw, the average negative equity today is about $6,000, okay? So if banks want more participation from you as the customer and you walk into the dealership and you're already $6,000 negative on your car deal, the banks would like to see you put up that $6,000 and then some. Okay, they want to see the six thousand to cover the negative equity, and then they want to see some participation as far as taxes and title and everything else is involved. There was a time, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, whatever it was, you know, where banks legitimately were looking for, for twenty to twenty-five percent down from customers. Okay, so if so if you were looking at a if you were looking at a a, a forty thousand dollar car, they wanted you know a twenty five they wanted ten grand down. Okay, that's what they would have liked to have seen. And then we got to the point where uh, banks were okay with well we don't need any money down we'll finance way too much and now they're correcting that again. So you need to give banks a reason to say yes. And if you can put $10,000 down, you've got 10,000 reasons for the bank to say yes. Because the finance manager at the dealership can legitimately say to the buyer at the bank, do you really believe the customer is willing to put $10,000 down and they're going to be willing to lose that? Yeah. You know, if they put nothing down, it's a different story. But if they put ten thousand dollars of their own hard earned cash or trade equity, which very few people have today, yeah. um, but if if there's a ten thousand dollar participation, even if it's on a fifty or sixty thousand dollar note, you know, a lot of people aren't willing to just put up that kind of money and lose it. You know, what's the point? So so the more you can put down in either cash or trade equity, the greater the likelihood that the bank is willing to say yes on the car loan. The less you put down, the harder it's going to be for you to get approved for a loan. And if you are one of those people that are average and you have $6,000 negative equity and you don't want to bring any money to the table, you're not going to get approved today. You're just not. Yeah, and, and and that's what we're seeing. That's what the data is showing. Yes, and 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 let's say you're above average, and and you have ten thousand dollars of negative equity, or fifteen, you know. And and I am sure, you know, at the dealership you're at today, if you if you had a conversation with some of the sales managers and you said, "Hey, can you share with me some of the." Uh, Largest amounts of negative equity you've encountered recently, you're going to be shocked when you hear it's 15 dollars dollars $20, $25,000. You know, where somebody came in, they thought they would like to trade out of their car, only to find out they're 20 grand upside down on their car. Oh, and by the way, I was hoping to put $500 down and keep my payment no more than $750 a month. Um, you know, the, the, there are some unrealistic expectations out there. Today, because of the amount of negative equity that people are are driving around with, definitely. All right, I want to pull up a few comments from the chat. Before I do, I want to start a little
1: guessing game from you, my father, and the chat as well. We're going to be talking about new cars here in just a moment, Dad. What yeah. new car? And don't answer right now, but start thinking about what new car can you get for a monthly payment under four hundred dollars a month, both on a finance and even on a lease? What new car? Can you actually get for under $400 a month? We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. And the reason I bring it up is because Eric says, if the new car market is overstocked, and if new car buyers are bringing trade-ins, what is the mechanism that will bring used car wholesale values back up? It seems we should expect them to go down. To hit on this just briefly, Automotive News today, the the headline story in Automotive News is a new research piece from an organization called Cloud Theory. I've never heard of them, but... Hey, it's the homepage of the industry-leading publication, and it says U.S. new vehicle inventory expected to rise again in 2024 forecast says new vehicle inventory is expected to reach a four-year high in 2024, but still fall short of pre-pandemic levels, according to a cloud theory forecast. So we're getting back to where we were pre-pandemic, slowly but surely, more than $3 million, 3 million, 3 million, $3 million cars in inventory, which would be close to where we were pre-pandemic. And Eric's saying, All those people are going to bring trade-ins too. So, what 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 lever do you see being pulled here that would you know increase used car values more? That should theoretically decrease used car values even more. The
0: only thing that's going to increase used car values is uh, tax time. Okay, and then yes, and that's historic, and and that is normal seasonality. So, during tax season, we will see wholesale values. Go up a little bit. It is not uncommon for them to then go down a little bit, uh, going into late spring and, and summer, and and as we know for the past couple of falls, um, wholesale values tend to decline dramatically in the fall. So I think we're gonna we're we're about to experience uh, normal seasonality. You're going to see wholesale values go up slightly. Not a lot, but slightly come mid February through April, beginning of April, middle of April, perhaps. um, You're going to have pressure on dealers and manufacturers as new car inventories continue to build up. um, And manufacturers will offer greater incentives and dealers will offer greater discounts in Mm -hmm. order to to make these vehicles fit into monthly budgets that people have. Um, but that's not going to help the people that, that are 6,000, 7,000, $8,000 flipped in their trades. Um, those people who might want to be in the market will not be able to be in the market because they don't have the cash to put down to, to cover the negative equity. You know, one of, one of the things that We used to have our salespeople ask a customer was, you know, this was six years ago, seven years ago, whenever it was, you know, we found we found that most of our customers have about three thousand dollars worth of negative equity. How are you planning on handling that? In other words, it's their negative equity. It's 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 the customer's responsibility. It's it's their obligation. so yes, how are you going to handle that? And and so if you are an average person with six to seven thousand dollars of negative equity, before you even drive to a dealership, think to yourself, how can I handle that negative equity? And it's not going to get handled by the dealership because they're looking at your car for a lesser value than you had hoped. That's always been the case, and it'll it'll definitely be the case this year because of what we see going on with normal seasonal adjustments.
1: You mentioned it, Dad. This is that same Automotive News article. It says, Incentives are expected to increase in 2024 as dealers and automakers navigate an increase in supply coupled with stagnant consumer demand, the report said. The 2024 outlook also found that electric vehicle inventories doubled in 2023. With EVs now representing 5.6% of vehicles on dealership lots. So yeah, there will be some interesting downstream impacts for the used car market from yes. what's going on in the new car market.
0: And and if I may, if Thanks. if new car inventory levels do get up to around 3 million vehicles on a monthly basis. Bear in mind that's a half a million to 600,000 more vehicles in inventory than the, than the manufacturers would like. Um in the in the not so old days You know, it it was typically somewhere between 3.4 million and 4 million new vehicles that were available um, for sale monthly at new car dealerships. It dropped as low as 900,000 dealers and and I believe manufacturers thought to themselves, you know, the the right position for this might be somewhere around 2.4 to 2.5 million vehicles available monthly. And that's where I think the new sweet spot is. So as they as as they have gotten over that sweet spot and if they continue to go over that sweet spot, uh, yeah, I think incentives have to increase dramatically in order to uh, help us address the affordability issue. All
1: right. Speaking of affordability, Dad, what do you think is a new car that you can get off the lot yes. under $400 a month? What do you think?
0: Um, I think you, if you could find a Mitsubishi Mirage, you could. If you could find a Kia Rio, uh, a Nissan Versa, uh, a Chevy Trax, um, uh, probably some Toyotas, you know, entry level Corollas or entry level Camrys. Some. What I'm about to pull up on the screen, we have yes. twenty of them,
1: folks. All right, the promotion will be live on Friday, back on CarEdge.com. But we have twenty of them. We can ship them to your door. Okay. If you're out in California, we can't really help you there. We got it really east of the Mississippi river on these ones gang. This is a Chevy tracks deal right now. Dad. Like this is a real deal. I mean, you can only get it through car. Edge. go to car edge. Yes. This is through us, but this is a, you know, if you really want to do it, I'm not saying you do an 84 month finance, but like you want to lease it for 36 months. It's $396 payment. That's all that's due at signing. I mean, that's, that's when you're comparing that to what's going on, in the used car market,
0: that's an option for a lot of people. We got twenty of them. Two zero. When when you when you realize that the average car payment today is seven hundred and fifty dollars a month, and you can be three hundred and fifty dollars a month below that, um, or more, uh, then that is a a veritable bargain in today's world. We know that only about 10% of of all vehicles out there fall under the $30,000 price point the vast majority are well above 30,000 and then a sizable chunk are well over 50,000 um the average transaction price today is uh, 47,000 and change maybe maybe 46,000 and change mm-hmm. um, so that if you, if we can be looking at cars that are sub 30,000 and we need more of them. And the only way, the only way you're going to get manufacturers to produce more of them is if consumers go in and buy up these cars quickly. That is what will force the manufacturers to build more of them. If those cars sit, and in many cases they do, because people get caught up between what they can afford and what they they would like and want, um, we, we need people to be more realistic today and go with what they really can't afford as opposed to what they want and and that will force the manufacturers to commit even if even if they move the needle from from 10% of production in those cars to 15 of the total that's a sizable movement that means that they've had to make adjustments on the high end and the mid-price cars in order to be able to produce more lower priced cars
1: it's the vote with your wallet situation it's the same thing that we see over at ford they just had to introduced 1.9 percent financing for 72 months on the f-150 why because it's not selling because it's yes. too expensive um, yes you know that that should we should we have a um we have an article back on the CarEdge website that talks about trimflation is what the, the term we had coined. Yes. The uh, automaker's decision to only focus on their higher level trim options. We should see if what you just said actually happens, we should see a reversion back to how this market operated five, 10 years ago, which was, you know what, we actually build all the trims in more equal quantities, not just the highest level trims and mass quantities and very yes. few of the lowest level trims. And I think these these uh, opportunities to buy vehicles at good price points; those are the ones that people should be, like you said, jumping on. Yes. Uh, and taking advantage of, not the other way around. Where you know you're jumping on the uh, seventy-five thousand dollars pickup that you don't really need.
0: It is what consumers buy in mass is what drives the manufacturers, and if consumers keep spending for the mid to upper tier vehicles, then the manufacturers are just going to keep building mostly mid to upper tier vehicles. If the affordability crisis is real and people need to vote with their wallets and say, okay, I'm in the new car market, got to be between 20 and $30,000. It's the only way I can afford it on a monthly basis. And they keep making that known to the dealers, and the dealers keep selling those vehicles as quickly as they come in. Then, manufacturers trust me will be forced to adjust, yeah, what it is that they build,
1: yeah, 100%. So, again, just on that Chevy Trax deal, that'll be live on Friday, only on Car Edge com really proud that we're able to find these pockets of opportunity mm-hmm. with the availability crisis. The reason I'm saying only east of the Mississippi, folks, is because we pay for shipping. If you are west of the Mississippi and you want to pay for shipping, then more power to you. We can help you out with that. It's uh, very expensive to ship a Chevy Trax uh, from the East Coast to the West Coast. So anyway, that's that's some more details. We'll we'll talk more about that on Friday so that everyone can understand how we can how we can help there. Dad, do you want to switch gears into our favorite segment
0: of the show? Um, really. You got to be kidding me.
1: All right folks, this one actually isn't that much of a surprise, but you know, for the for the segment, Auto Market Weekly Summary, let's go all the way down dad. Bear with me. Auto loan performance deteriorated in December. Good alliteration, right? There the really you got to be kidding me here, dad. Yeah. He, are these three paragraphs. Auto loan performance deteriorated in December as delinquencies and defaults increased. Delinquencies of 60 days or more increased for the 8th straight month in a row. I think that's a trend. We're up 8.5% year over year. In December, 1.97% of auto loans were severely delinquent, up from 1.92% in November, the highest rate dating back to at least 2006. November was also the highest rate dating back to 2006. So we're just setting new records. We've been setting new records for eight straight months. Yes, 7.7% of subprime loans were severely delinquent. That was up from 7.53% in November. And again, the highest dating back to at least 2006 and the highest since last month when it was a little bit lower. The really got to be kidding me here, dad, is everyone should have seen this coming. There was an auto loan crisis. There's a lot of repo men and women out there to pick up all those defaulted on car loans and, and vehicles. Really sad stuff to see, but the data month in and month out tells the exact same story.
0: Which is another reason why we need to encourage people to get into cars they can actually afford to make their payments on. Um, and and for the for the vast majority of people, um, for the eighty three percent of the population that says they can't afford to buy a new car. Well, perhaps you could if that new car was priced anywhere from seventeen five to twenty nine nine, then you could and 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 there are vehicles that fall into that category. And those are the vehicles that you need to shop. And, and that is what will allow us to get more of those vehicles built. Um, it is the American way of life is to always spend more than what we should and more than what we know we can afford. Um, to push ourselves to stretch for things. This might really be the time where you take a close look at yourself and your financial situation in the mirror and go, not a good time to stretch. Not when interest rates are as high as they are. Not when when my trade value is falling as much as it's falling. Now's not the time to stretch. You know, when, when mortgage rates were two and a half, three percent good time to stretch. When mortgage rates are 7%, not as good a time to stretch. When auto loans were 0% or 0.9, you can stretch, baby, because it, you're, you're not paying much in interest. When your average used car loan is 14%, your money ain't stretching as far as you'd like it to. Not a good time to stretch. This is the time. I almost feel like Dave Ramsey here. This is this is the time for yeah. you to, to do your best to be happy living within your means. I know, I know, for most Americans that is a foreign concept because we are bombarded with advertising everywhere we look, and and the advertising is for all those wonderful things in life that are, I mean, like here cell phones all the time you get by how you my brother's got a flip phone damn it a flip phone you know we're just proud that he finally got a phone but the point i think he bought the phone for like 40 or 50 bucks it does what you need a cell phone to do you don't need many of us do not need say a uh, a, a, one of those Galaxy Fold phones or a Google Folding up. we don't need to carry in our pocket an 1,800-hour cell phone because that 1,800-hour cell phone just does calls like the other ones. Of course, it's smarter. It was it a smartphone?
1: I got to call you out there, Deb, because everyone in the chat needs to know you were a phablet guy. I mean, you were you were fast on the phablet uh, train when that thing was going through the station. You were a phone tablet fanatic in the early days. So, I mean, you know, you, you just to dose your own medicine, like yes, we need what's in our means, but also you had a phablet, and I think we should create some space to to acknowledge that.
0: Well, you know, thank you for reminding me and letting the world know, you know that that that. Yes, even I fall prey to advertising and the fear of missing out, you know. Um, But I also find myself in a position that I can afford this nonsense. And I don't often, you know, and and what's the one thing that I can't really seem to control myself on? Um, Italian food. Uh, Something that I wear on my wrist.
1: Mexican food
0: yes yes because i drop a lot of it on my wrist especially when i'm looking at what time right. it is uh, <laughs> you know yeah. i mean my thing is watches for sure cheap watches but watches um but i'm 72 years old i you know i've socked some money yeah, you're away good. you're time. good you're
1: good now i was just pulling your leg because i think tablets are are funny can I think your points are spot on and well received by our community. I really, I really, really do. I think more people need to listen to that voice inside themselves and buy into it, and 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 you know do that. Um, Dad, can we come back to the chat here for another minute yes, or two? Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, I got nowhere to be. It's you know, maybe I'll go to the lobby because it's warmer in the lobby than this is my apartment. From Metaslear.
1: thank you for the contribution question. What percent of your uh, take-home pay is prudent to pay on a car loan or lease? Thanks for the kind words. I think you have a 10% rule about this, correct?
0: Yes, and I believe it's metal seer. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, 10% of your of your gross income. So if you make, if you make $5,000 a month before taxes, no more than $500 a month, should be going towards your automotive expense. That has to include, and this is the part that's very difficult for a lot of people that has to include your car payment, your auto insurance, your fueling, your maintenance. Don't worry about depreciation. Um, just worry about the money that you're actually going out of pocket with. At the moment. So. I just don't-
1: I just dropped the link to uh, that article back on CarEdge.com. Yeah. Google search, how much can I afford to pay for a car, <clears throat> or should I budget for a car, space car edge? And that'll come right up uh, in your Google search. It's a great question.
0: Yeah. I, it, and please don't, don't do more than 10%. And, and some people will say in today's world, um, you know, well, maybe 15 or 20. I, I saw somebody say, well, I'm a single guy, so I can do 20. Well, you no, know, you're not really single. You're married to your car when when you do 20%. Okay. <laughs> and I and, there... and yeah. may I say one thing? That car is going to cost you more than feeding a wife. Okay. Between <sighs> depreciation and fuel and insurance. Just it.
1: From Morgan, Morgan says, do you see December 24 being a superior time to buy either new or used as opposed to, to uh, September? So December instead of September. And then Morgan says, maybe you should bring out a third person to respond to the chat and emails. Can't imagine you have time. Otherwise, here we are, Morgan. Here we are. What yeah. do you think, that I'm, I'm I'm holding out to December of next year if I'm buying a car in the fourth quarter of the year. Like, why not just wait till the
0: end of the year? Well, the, the, you know, we we proved it again this previous December December is still the best time of the year to buy cars. It's when incentives are at their highest. That's when dealers are most motivated. Um, You know, there were any number of people that we received comments from that, I I took your advice, I saved so much money in December because it's so. So, yeah, uh, is it cheaper to do it in December than in September? Yes, it is. Um, Now, having said that, Will we see price increases between now and December? We very well might. Um, and those price increases might mitigate whatever those savings possibly could be. Um, but I am convinced that there will be uh, any number of incentives from the manufacturers to help move these these cars.
1: All right. One final comment here from Buford. It says, I would buy a Mazda before any tracks. I want to remind everyone, folks, CarEdge.com website has been updated. You can now buy cars from car Edge. Mazdas are included in that list. Just come on the website. Tell us what vehicle you're interested in purchasing your zip code. This takes you to a quick questionnaire to ask you, do you want to finance or lease the vehicle? Are you trying to do this tomorrow or next year? Um, what do you not like about buying a car? We ask you a few questions and then you get paired up with someone on the Car Edge team so that we can help you out. And I want to just reiterate, if you're not interested, that tracks deal will be up on Friday. That's exclusively through Edge. If you're interested in the Mazda, buy it through CarEdge. Ford with the F-150s, now with the 1.9% finance, you can buy it through CarEdge. Pretty much any domestic vehicle, you can buy it through Edge. So please take advantage of that back on the website. Go for it, Ted.
0: I, I clicked on the wrong one. Um, uh, Dick wanted to know, uh, yeah, well, it's a it's a mini Clubman four by four all four clubman s all four yes i still because it's a lease i mean my lease isn't up for another uh, 16 months um and and yes i have all of 7200 miles on it and it was a three-year lease so i've gone 20 months and and um yeah i i i don't drive i don't know what the hell i have it for
1: and that a kind contribution and a thank you here for that answer um yeah, most yes. people. that's the scary thing. That's yes, scary
0: that's thing that's the truth. That's that's why I say there's an affordability crisis because if people have to stretch to fifteen or twenty percent of their their income for vehicles, that 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 makes it too hard because it rules out everything else in life. In many cases, it might rule out food. So car's important food's more important it, it it is it is why i keep pushing buy what you can afford not what you want okay sometimes what you want works out to be what you can afford um on those lucky occasions go that way but if if justin and i were talking a couple hours ago and and Before 2003, before big-ass SUVs became really popular, somehow Americans got by in, well, small sedans and stuff like that, smaller sedans. And, and it was like, how, how as, as a species were we able to survive not having a big-ass SUV? You know, it's like when I was a kid, How how did I possibly survive riding a bicycle without a helmet? Okay, things change, but sometimes that change isn't as good as we'd like it to be or think it should be. We don't, if you, if if the world could get by with a four-door sedan that was more fuel efficient than a big-ass SUV, Prior to big ass SUVs becoming so, why why can't we go back to that? Why do why why do we need? Well, the reason we need it is because it makes more money for the manufacturer. There we go. Um, but my my point is, we could go back in time. We could we could relearn how to do with a little less, as opposed to a little more.
1: Definitely pops. Definitely not sure if your example of a bicycle helmet really fits the uh, uh, what you're going for. But that being
0: said, okay, being here's said. one. Here's, here's, no, no, no. Here's one for you. I'm, I'm seventy-two. I'm seventy-two years. Old. How did I survive? My mother using cloth diapers before they invented Pampers. I yeah, mean, there how? How, there how did all you know hundreds of years worth of people get by using cloth? How? how could that possibly be
1: folks we will be back tomorrow <laughs> at noon 12 p.m eastern time 9 a.m pacific sorry again about the one hour delay thank you for accommodating me and my schedule today dad and thank you as always for the fun time on the show um, and thank you Metal here for the uh, contribution as well feeding stoking the flames of my dad trying to create this example oh we get it. Oh we, I, get it
0: oh we get it i'm sorry i apologize everybody i'll i'll do my best to be uh, up-to-date, more modern tomorrow.
1: <laughs> Do it again tomorrow, Dad? Uh,
0: yeah, 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 noon. Whatever time you say, I'll be here. You tell me it's 11.30, I'll be here at 11.30. You tell me it's 12, I'll be here 12. Whatever time. I can accommodate you. I don't have much on my schedule.
1: <laughs> I love you, Pops. Thank you, everyone, for being I here. I love you, too. Yeah, we'll see you again we'll tomorrow. See
0: you, we'll see you all back here tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for being here today. <laughs>